0: Hi team, welcome back to Becoming a Doctor. I'm Kira, a third year medical student at the
1: University of Birmingham. And I'm Lucy, a second year medical student at the University of Cambridge. Welcome back to our podcast series where we bring you honest insights about life as a medical student, discuss current affairs and talk to guests to inform and motivate you on your journey to becoming a doctor.
0: Before we jump into this episode, make sure to subscribe to our podcast, follow us on social media at how to become a doctor with Dr. Svelte-DR, where we'll be posting behind the scenes, doing live Q&As and much more. So on today's episode, talking all about contingency plans, we are talking with Sophie all about clearing. So without further ado, Sophie, would you just be able to introduce yourselves to our listeners and we'll take it from there?
2: Yep. So my name is Sophie and I'm currently a medical student at St. George's University and I've just finished my third year going into my fourth year.
1: Awesome. Okay. And your journey to St. George's is maybe not the typical journey that many people will have because you got in through clearing. Is that right?
2: Yes, that's right.
1: Okay. Can you talk to us a little bit about what that process was like for you? Because I know that when I was waiting for my results, I always had this, I had this fear that I wouldn't have met my offers. And so I think a lot mm-hmm. of people will have planned to plan this sort of clearing journey yeah. in, case they, in case that was what needed to happen for them. So can you talk to us a little bit about what how that worked for you?
2: Yeah, so um, for my situation, so I'd had interviews for medicine, um, but I didn't do really well in them. So before kind of doing my A-level exams, um, I was going into my exams without having any medicine offers. Mm-hmm. And so I did my exams. Um, and then I think it was only a week or two before results day, Um, When I was talking to some uh, friends of mine and they said there is another option, um, which was clearing. And I didn't really know much about clearing before starting, but I knew clearing for medicine wasn't something that was very kind of spoken of. Like it's very rare, but I decided (laughs) to go for it um, and I decided to research about it. But in the back of my mind, I was always set on taking a gap year, but I just applied for clearing just to see how it would work out. And on the day of results day, it was very hectic. I had my sheet of uh, results in my hand, nervously, like calling up all the unis I could. And I think the second uni I called was St. George's. And it was a very short conversation, about 10 minutes, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, so they asked a set of questions about grades and my UK CAT scores and also GCSE grades and within about five minutes they offered me an interview yeah and then three to four days later because I did my interview the day after that phone call oh wow so yeah
0: so your emotions must have been (laughs) yeah it was literally
2: highs and lows throughout that period but um, they got back to me very quick and three to four days later I had an offer for medicine at St George's
0: that's interesting I didn't know there were interviews as well I didn't know it was like a phone call process so is it uh, is it very competitive as, as in like you have to ring as soon as possible and once the spaces are gone they're gone?
2: Yeah because uh, for medicine obviously they don't really the course itself is so competitive so mm-hmm. in order to have like spaces free for clearing there's not really as much as you would expect with other courses so it is quite competitive I'd say I was lucky in the sense that my high school what they did was they sent out results at six in the morning Mm -hmm. Um, so so I would know if I'd had a chance of kind of calling up unis straight away at six so when phone lines for clearing opened I was kind of prepared with phone numbers in my hand ready to call
0: and where did you get those phone numbers from were they readily available somewhere online
2: yeah so I had to do a little bit of research um, and I'll talk a bit later about how I can advise the students listening Mm. to this how you guys can prepare for clearing I wish like someone had told me beforehand how much preparation I should have done before kind of calling up unis and stuff but yeah so the phone numbers you can access from pretty much most university websites um There's a lot of resources out there about clearing. Um, There's a lot on the UCAS website. There's a lot on the individual uni's websites. So you just have to go and do a lot of your own research um, about which unis offer clearing for medicine because not all universities do, but St. George's definitely does. And I think they are doing it again for this year. So that is definitely one option to have in the bag if you guys are thinking about clearing. But yeah, the phone numbers are online. And if they're not online, I'm pretty sure you can call the admissions team and they should be able to direct you towards who to call yeah. on the day. Yeah.
1: I think I remember that they had released which universities were in clearing for medicine a few weeks before results day yep. for A-levels at least. And I remember there was an app that, I don't know if this was like new for my year when A-level results came out, but there was an app that you could go on that had all of this information on so it had the universities that were in clearing for medicine and it had their numbers that you could Mm -hmm. call so maybe that's a good resource for anyone that is in that position thinking about applying through clearing
2: yeah definitely I think there is also a website called medic portal which basically does the same as what you've said Lucy which is they have a table of all the unis that are doing clearing for medicine and they also have the phone numbers next to them Mm-hmm. Um, awesome. as well but I would double check with the official university website as well if you guys are planning it.
1: yep yeah absolutely so you mentioned that you got your results and then straight away you were calling the university mm-hmm. how did you know which one to call first
2: um I didn't really go in a particular order it was kind of just the day before I'd write, written down like a list of unis that offer clearing and their phone numbers next to it I did have a slight kind of inclination towards St George's mainly because it was in London um, and I wanted to stay in London so I called them like towards the top of the list
1: and what did they ask you on the phone you see you mentioned did they asked you your grades for a level your UCAT your GCSEs was there mm-hmm. anything else about like your motivation to study medicine was it a typical interview on the phone or did that just happen at the interview
2: I think most of the conversation kind of the motivation to study medicine all of that happened at the interview for St. George's specifically um, what they do is I think they have sort of a checklist and it's based on the requirements that normal students do have when they're thinking of applying for medicine at St. George's Um, so I think the checklist mainly involves the grades and UK CAT score and then after that at the interview that's when they'll ask about everything else that they usually ask in an interview
0: and so in terms of grades needed are they the same as the original uh grades needed or are they slightly lower for the clearing grades
2: they're actually the same yeah which is why i was slightly confused as well they are the same but i would still make sure to look at the requirements again because they might have changed between years but when i applied um it was the same so it was three a's for st george's at the time
1: and then you went to this interview for St. George's and that was after your, after your phone call, they'd offered mm-hmm. you an interview. And what was that like compared to the other interviews mm-hmm. you'd done for medicine before? Well, I was
2: slightly more kind of nervous in the sense that I, I knew from before that I didn't do particularly well in interviews. So I was very, very nervous. But I told myself, if I gave myself more time to stress myself out about the interview, then I do way worse, which is why I booked it for the next day because then I wouldn't have kind of stressed myself out during that time Um, but honestly I think that was my favorite interview out of all the interviews that I'd had the it was an MMI interview so it was your typical they have different stations and different stations had a different topic that we were talking about so that for me was a nice kind of environment and all the people that were interviewing were super friendly. Everyone had a smile on their faces, which was nice. And yeah, I just felt really good coming out of that interview, mainly because I think I just didn't give myself a lot of time to stress myself out too much and kind of just go in and do it. And I think it was because in the back of my mind, I told myself, if clearing doesn't work out, it's not the end of the world, which is something else I want to talk about to anyone who's thinking about getting in through clearing, it is very difficult. And it is very rare, mainly because medicine is such a competitive course already. Mm. So I would say, please don't be disheartened. If you don't get clearing, there are so many different options that you guys can go through. And if medicine really is something that you want to do, you will get there, like no matter what path Mm. that you take. So
0: Absolutely. Where there's a will, there's always a way. So do you know how many people were there for clearing interviews and how many roughly get admitted through clearing?
2: Um, I'm not actually sure, but I remember from my interview day, there were two groups of interview, uh, interviewees. In my group, there were around, I'd say, 20 people.
0: Okay, so a decent chunk.
2: Yeah, a decent chunk, but I'm not sure how many places they offer from the interview stage. That's something I'd probably have to look up and advise the students to look up as well. And what
0: about after the interview what was kind of the time scale with you hearing back on their verdict?
2: Yeah so um, I managed to hear within about five days which was very quick and it came as a surprise they did say I think they said within a week that they'd give you results but it came earlier so it's a pleasant surprise for me.
1: Yeah Yeah. and you mentioned that you If you were in the position you were needing to apply to clearing, you'd want to have some advice. What were you going to suggest for any of our listeners that might be in that position this year?
2: So I think my main tip for preparing is don't put all your hopes into clearing, because like I said before, it is a very competitive process. And if you don't get in, it's not the end of the world. And I'll talk a bit about what you guys can do if you don't get in through clearing. But my main tips for clearing, I would say, is research the universities that are offering. There are very many um, resources online. So I've discussed some of them. So the UCAS website has a lot of information about clearing. And the medic portal was something I used when I was a student at high school. And obviously look up the individual university websites. And what I did was... A day before results day or two days before results day I had a little notebook where I wrote down the universities that I'd want to call on results day with their phone numbers kind of ready to call quite quickly um, and also on the day of results day I'd gathered together like a list of my grades like my UK cat scores and had just had my UCAS number ready as well just in case they needed that as well so yeah just be prepared because you never know it, it might work out and it might situation it did but again like I said don't put all your hopes into clearing and there are a lot of other options that you guys can do
1: yeah definitely I think one of the things that probably would be helpful is if the students or if you guys are listeners can get your results as soon as possible because I think the fact that you had them at six o'clock in the morning would have been so helpful because I only got I was only allowed to go into my school to get my results at I think maybe eight thirty or nine o'clock in the morning and so by that yeah, time all of the sure. interviews for St George's might have gone because people have already got their they've already called in with their office. Yeah. So see if there's any chance that you can go in early to get your results if if clearing is something definitely. that definitely might be applicable to you guys. So what so what you mentioned as well that there are things
0: we're going to do if they don't get into clearing and did you have a plan B was like I guess it was clearing mm-hmm. plan B and then had a plan C.
2: Yeah, so my actual main plan was taking a gap year. So mm-hmm. that summer the summer of kind of getting results for A-levels I'd actually planned on starting my gap year that summer. So that summer I actually went to Thailand and I did a bit of experience there thinking I wouldn't be going to medical school, thinking I'd had all the time in the world to prepare. And then um, at the end of that summer, obviously it was results day and then a complete flip of plans. So I would say, I think the main alternative is preparing for a gap year. And if you guys don't want to take a year out for whatever reason, that's not to worry. There are certain courses that you guys can do, which do transfers into medicine. Um, so I'm going to speak specifically about about St. George's, who do the biomedical sciences course. And on that course, during your second year, for students who do really well in um, their academics, they have a chance to transfer into medicine. Yeah, so it's, it is quite a confusing process and I've talked to a lot of my biomedical sciences friends about this and even they are so confused about it but um, the university will talk to you about it properly and I'm sure there's lots of information online but what it is is if you do really well in your exams I think it's your second year biomed exams you'll be able to have the chance of transferring into the second year of a graduate entry medicine program mm-hmm. so if you do really well you get offered a transfer interview and so it's like a medical interview all over again, basically. And if you pass that transfer interview, then you enter into the third year of the normal medicine course. So it's kind of like a fast track into third year, but you've already completed two years of biomed. So it kind of makes up for that. So that's specifically for St. George's. I'm not sure how other universities do it, but I'm sure they offer like different courses that you can do that will guarantee a place in medicine afterwards. But again, yeah like make sure you research into different unis.
0: It sounds like the moral of the story is in stuff. But if you, if you don't do your research, you're never going to get yeah. the opportunity if you don't even find out it exists because I had no idea.
2: Yeah, definitely. Like if, if I'd have known like that was a thing as well, I definitely would have gone into biomedical sciences as well. Um, but yeah, of course, the downside of it is it is very competitive because obviously medicine is such a competitive course. But I mean, there are so many opportunities where you can do it. And I think if you do have a drive to yeah. medicine, there is so much available. Okay.
1: Um for that. and what yeah. else were you going to do on your gap year, if you don't mind me asking? Because yeah. people always say, Oh, I'm going to do a gap year. And it's I think some universities want you to show like they don't want you to just have gone off and had a party for a year. They want to mm-hmm. want you to have developed certain skills. So um
2: what yeah, what were you planning to do? So I was just planning on doing a lot of work experience, to be honest, because when I'd was in the process of doing my applications I probably only had about two sets of two-week hospital placements and for myself that wasn't really enough to kind of know what the profession I was going into so I applied to a project that runs internationally and I think most students have probably heard of GAP Medics it was something similar to GAP Medics Um, it was called Project Pre-Med and um, so my country was Thailand um, so I decided to go to Thailand and it was honestly such a life-changing experience for me in the sense that I got to see different levels of healthcare just within one country so we had the chance to visit hospitals um, in the main city but we also got to see kind of Poorer hospitals in rural areas, and it was just so nice to, well, not nice, but it was so kind of inspiring to see. And really, I've really learned a lot on that trip to see like such stark differences in healthcare just within one country. And that taught a lot about me for what kind of doctor I wanted to be in the sense that would I want to become a private doctor? Would I want to become just an NHS doctor? Like for me, after that trip, I kind of really just wanted to be really accessible to people. But yeah, so. During that year, um, I would say if people are thinking about taking a gap year, please, please, please pr- be prepared to have things to do. You have a whole year to kind of apply to different places, and even if you don't get one place, you can always get another place. So, if you really want to do medicine, it will stand out a lot in your application if you've done a lot of work experience and also getting a job in a healthcare kind of setting is so valuable as well i know a lot of Mm -hmm. my friends who've taken gap years who've kind of worked as healthcare assistants they really kind of understand the realities of being a doctor in the future so you guys will really benefit if you do do um, a lot of work experience within your gap year and kind of get that understanding of what being a doctor would be like in the future
0: So you mentioned you went to Thailand. Now, was that before your clearing interview? And if so, did you find it really helped doing that and gave you more to talk about?
2: Yes. So I think for at least half of my stations, I could pick out one example of um, something that I experienced within my trip. So it really, really, really did add to my application, I think, and the interview itself, um, because I did learn a lot. So even if you guys are planning on doing something for your gap year do it as soon as possible like as soon as you can get it organized go for it
0: and even if your grades aren't looking great and you're going into your exams thinking do you know what i'm not sure if this is the year for me this just proves you really should still be working hard getting work experience doing all of these placements as you can because you will even if you are reapplying you'll have to write your personal statement in october time and i think people forget that often
1: so you've got your results in August. Then you have to apply in that October. So it's only a couple of months before you submit another personal statement, and you do another year. So.
0: So we've talked a lot about the actual yeah. practicalities of going through clearing, but what about emotionally and? Like, how did it feel going through that process? Do you have any top tips for our listeners who are going through it just to finish the episode off? But
2: for for myself, the whole experience of kind of applying for medicine was such a tough experience. And I'm sure a lot of people would really relate when I say this. It was a lot of highs and lows for me, especially because getting so many rejections one after the other. I felt really, really down um, so many days. I was just in such an emotional state. I couldn't even you know revise for exams and for myself like especially after mm-hmm. receiving all three rejections I felt like I wasn't really good enough to do medicine and I just thought you know what I should get to just give up now but I just want to explain to anyone else who's going through something similar that rejections really aren't the end of the world and honestly like from my story you can see like rejections from universities does not mean you're not good enough to do this course and if you really do want to do it you should really put yourself out there like there are so many different options that you can try even in my first year at uni um I thought I was kind of really out of place because I didn't get into medicine kind of through the conventional way and um for a lot of the year I felt like I was dumber than the rest of my cohort but honestly all of that is um it's not true It's not true. So I'd say like, really, I know it's such a hard kind of year for you guys, especially this year with COVID going on and everyone's grades kind of really in such a weird way, like they're allocating your grades based on your experiences through high school. So I think just remember that it is a hard experience. But honestly, I think medical students are one of the most resilient people out there. And I think that will really come across in your future so don't be disheartened if you're not getting any offers and if you're being rejected i would say keep trying because if medicine really is what you want to do then it will really pay off but yeah i just say don't be
1: disheartened that's my kind of message if you don't get it the first time
0: fabulous advice
1: we hope you enjoyed today's episode if you did find it helpful please do share this podcast with others who may also benefit Make sure you hit subscribe to be notified when our next episode is released and leave us a review if you're enjoying the podcast. And make sure to follow us on Instagram at How to Become a Doctor with doctor spelled DR for exclusive quizzes, behind the scenes content and to stay up to date with all things how to become a doctor. Don't forget to follow at MedicMentor2 to learn more about other opportunities to enhance your application. Please do comment under the Instagram posts for each episode if you've got any thoughts,
0: questions, things you like, things we could do differently and what you'd like us to talk about next because... We obviously want to do everything we can to support you and let us know and we are very receptive. That's all. So take care, guys. Have a good one. Bye.